0: hello and welcome to another episode of dungeon boys it's another episode and another message from me at the beginning of the episode letting you know that something is different we have changed our recording format so instead of recording one hour segments with a little preamble by us between each episode i will be recording this in a echoey low-toned voice uh recapping briefly the last episode so we can get right into the action for the next one Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It sounds a lot better than the last ones. Please enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome
1: to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name is Keith and I'll be your DM. Josh playing as Arlo the forest known druid.
2: Zena's playing as uh, Grim the osmar barbarian. Uh,
3: John, playing your trickster clerk. Eros. Oh, yeah,
4: Eros. Eros. <laughs> and, and Bryce, playing as Jack Law, the paladin.
1: And we feel it necessary. Bryce and I were discussing We feel it necessary. Eros necessary, is spelled with an A. Yeah, A-R-R-O-S. Kind of like Eros without the W. Also, I'm, go- I'm going to be looking up at the monitor we have in here. I think, you know what? I'm going to show people what we got going on. Should, Should we do, tell John,
4: the name that he has chosen and what it is? No. Okay. We'll let, ooh, it's a go. mystery so to i'm
1: wall. gonna turn the camera around there's josh we've broken the fourth wall oh that door's open yes you want to pull that shot i'll pull, that shut. Uh, let's, let's we, pull it shut uh we've got a monitor we can all see what's going on up there and Infinity. eventually we'll be able to see combat and stuff uh later on today and then you got the boys oh, and then you got green screen buddy back here i'm green screen buddy uh and so i'm gonna be looking up at that monitor a lot i'm gonna try to be looking at you you're not chat today, you're just YouTube, and you don't comment, so who knows what you are. Ha. But also your podcast, so I'm looking at the mic when I talk to the podcast people, I'm looking at the camera when I'm talking to the camera people, I'm taking the and talking to the Dungeon Boys, I'm talking to Dungeon Boys. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Bryce worked really hard on a table oh, yeah. as well, sorry, let me get a little yeah, shot of that. We got a yeah, table. Bryce worked really hard, Bryce and Josh and John and our father worked really hard on the table, really honestly the only person who hasn't done anything is Enos. <laughs> quality control and me, and quality me. control that's what that is Keith was thinking about that table I was thinking about it so luckily Zenas <laughs> and I got to have a, the surprise of a very cool table that the other dungeon boys worked hard on and of and course if we would have been avail- I'm not trying to break bread on my boy I'm trying to break bread on my boy or good. myself
4: <laughs> and if you follow us on our discord there is a projects uh, section of the discord I will post pictures of the production of the table there if you'd like okay. to see how it was made or ask any questions about it. Yeah,
1: And there should be a link in the podcast description, YouTube description. You might have to go to the link tree before you find it. But uh, you can join the Discord there. Good times ahead, all I got to say. Um, but we're going to play Dungeons & Dragons now. We're going to play D&D. We're in the world of Medin. It feels like a new beginning because we've got the new table. we got a new setup. Yeah, we've limited yeah. the number of mics and stuff. Hopefully the audio quality today sounds better than it did the last two episodes. We're growing. It's only just taken us two to three years to learn the things that we're learning. And
2: we're learning them. We're still getting there. And we hope we're you enjoy
1: us playing D&D. And eventually we'll just start over. We'll make a whole new show and you'll be like, what's this professional D&D show? And you'll be like, oh, wait. It's them boys. I knew them boys when they were in a dingy cabin in the woods. (laughs) We we were we were were them. Was good days. But last week on Dungeon Boys, you guys spoke with. uh, You finished the fight with the guard of Moradin's storeroom. You were allowed entry. You were not. You were not called worthy by the statue. But you murdered the statue, which then negated him not calling you worthy. <laughs> and so then you were. Are you sure?
5: I thought when I drove that pickaxe through his head, he did say he did stand no, up and say it. No,
1: you're right. Yeah, he did. He he called you worthy. Essentially, it was like that was your your second chance at worthiness. Was I'm gonna call you unworthy? But if you can knock my block off,
4: you're worthy. It block were knocked.
1: And then you right. stood up, opened the door for you guys, you're now inside Moradin's storeroom, but before you went any deeper into the storeroom, Kate, of course, full art, is with you. Though she was not able to perform very well uh, with the combat, all she you? had was arrows. <laughs> she did almost shoot you.
4: Yeah. No, she hit me. She grazed me, you said. Oh yeah, she grazed you you. me. You did like a D4 of damage, you said yeah. it wasn't a full hit or something like that. Yeah,
1: she grazed you. Poor gal. She's maybe even in overhead. Who knows? And then Probably. that's when she stopped actually <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: shooting.
1: <laughs> Probably a little bit. <laughs> let me see that girl stat block. <laughs> um, but yeah, too. <laughs> you guys went into the the foyer of Moradin's Mar- storeroom. Uh, you noticed that it looked like things used to be covered in gold in there, but now they're not. <clears> to <throat> think Grim noticed that. Um, and before you headed forward, you were met by someone that at least the four of, the four of you tend to enjoy when he comes around, Garl Glittergold, yes, the gnomish the gnomeish god of performance comedy, you know, tricks and all kinds of good things. He's just a mischievous little gnome god, but he's been almost like the party's unasked for patron <laughs> along this journey, um, and he Top talked to you a few things. Do you guys remember any of the few things that he said to you? Stuff and things, um, ex-wife,
5: such and such. No, he said... <laughs> <laughs> I think I summed it up right there. Up my notes. <laughs> what? No, he um, he told us that we're, where we were going, um, there was a thing down there, big, dark, scary thing, uh, thing. spooky, and we should not believe what it says. Yeah. I don't remember. In my head, I was thinking, kill it. But that's how Grim thinks. I don't know if Garl actually said that. <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: I, I kind of looked through it through the... I listened to him through the jack limbs. I feel like he said it was dangerous and not to believe what it says. Mm. But I don't actually remember if he told us to kill it or not. I I, I, I get that impression, though. Like otherwise, was, are we, why, otherwise, why are we going down there?
2: There was the, the warning. Oh, the like, extreme warning. Like, look, look out. Yeah. A new challenger approaches. Yeah. Right.
4: Is it us mm. or is it him? I don't know. Who's the silhouette? Keith, where do you want us looking? You want us looking at the dungeon boys? You want us looking at the screen? Look you want us looking want. at the cameras?
1: Look wherever you want. I haven't
4: looked at anything. When thing. I talk, I tend to look at the camera mostly. I it's feel fine.
2: like I'm supposed to do
1: that. It's fine. Sometimes I look at the camera, sometimes I'll look at you guys. Depends on who I'm addressing. I can't see it's all good. anyway. So <laughs> if I'm looking at,
2: at you on the screen, I should be looking
1: this way? Uh, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to. We had to do some fiddling with, but we're going to go ahead and actually play the game now. Hey. So you guys find yourself in the foyer, the foyer, you, are, you, you, you all find yourself, you, you you all find yourself in the foyer of Moradin's storeroom. Uh, it's kind of a circular room. I said that there were, you know, huge, like 50 foot tall statues or whatever. Each of them hold out, out, hold out <clears throat> with an arm outstretched, holding a different tool. Uh, Grim noticed that those statues were definitely, they used to be covered in gold, but uh, at this point they are no longer covered in gold. All, it seems like all the all the valuables have been stripped from this room. Uh, ahead of you are two large wooden double doors, uh, and you guys are now standing in that room. Garl Glittergold has fizzled away. He has left you to go down there and deal with whatever you need to deal with, and of course grab Moradin's tiny orb. Which is the item that you need to help save the servants of the scale, help them pick up their headquarters and move it somewhere else so that the bad guys don't find them. And
2: I I suggested, like, a tiny orb. But
1: if I remember right, Garl was like, no, it's like a... Yeah, it's like a softball size. Yeah. 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 So, you said, yes, the Morden's tiny orb is a softball, it's not a marble... Uh, and one last thing is you guys had decided that i you be, i think you wanted to try to take a long rest, yes, while you're in here Grim, before we go down yes. and fight any big bads right because yeah. grimm is pooped, yeah, can't do nothing right in the corner okay in the corner. and we had we had Poops. talked about the fact that, that time is of the essence and essentially that you guys are trying to get this thing as as quickly as possible, but the, you know there's time to to take a rest if you need it. Uh, Kate agrees as well. She seems down to, to have a little nap after, you know, she got hit a couple times during the, the battle. She's down for a long rest if you guys want to go ahead and do that. Absolutely. Let's do that. Okay? Let's do that. So, Let's give, give me a picture of what goes on in this room as you take a long rest. Sleeping. So, mostly. <laughs> before, before I go
3: to sleep, I am praying to God, Glittergold, hoping he doesn't smite me for getting that I'm supposed to pray to him for all my life since...
1: All right, yeah, well, you decided that you're the god, your cleric god you serve. Yeah. I think based on... You, you were kind of aimless before, but after yeah. meeting this god... Yeah. You're like, you're obviously the god I need oh, to be crab- serving. Oh, crap, they berry- real. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, John, uh, Eros has had a bit of a, a crisis of faith, yeah. and he's like, I got to be worshiping this guy. Yeah.
3: No, so, like, God was the trickster god, and it's Merck so Gaul is the closest to the trickster god. Right.
1: Yeah, John is trying to explain that in like, yeah, pop. proper, yeah. Merrick is the god of tricksters. He does not exist in this world.
3: But so. Garl is the god yeah. I'm supposed to worship. So Eros is just like, oh shoot, I'm supposed to worship this guy, and I haven't been doing that. So I'm praying to him that he doesn't smite me now.
1: Okay.
3: Before bed?
4: Yeah, before well, bed.
1: You kneel down by your, your yeah. side of stone floor. Pray. <laughs> You're
4: praying to Garl that he won't smite you. Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, please, Garl, don't let Garl smite me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Arrow says his prayers and lays down for his sleep. Anything else? What else visually? Any any special RP things y'all are trying to do before bed, or just?
4: Did we did we say that Jack kind of picked up on a little hint of Garl being uncomfortable about?
1: Uh... He hesitated whenever yeah. you mentioned you, you mentioned asking Malora about something, and Garl definitely hesitated. Whenever he said, "Yeah, you could probably try to do that." Jack he's doesn't sad. have
4: to. Jack yeah, doesn't have to sad. sleep, but he's gonna in oh. his meditation that he does in place of sleep. He's gonna be trying to like, I don't know, get a get a feel for
1: okay
4: uh, any incoming messages from the great beyond.
2: Gotcha. <laughs> um, Arlo's using his merge into stone thing, so I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just gonna find a rock to like prop up on and just like.
1: <laughs> Cannonball, <laughs> arlo is simultaneously like the guy who could probably mess you up in the most creative way but also the guy who is the comedic like the, the comic relief by accident like you know i can create a storm that will flood the town but i'd really prefer just to sleep in this
2: rock right well I guess from Arlo's perspective, like he doesn't voice it very much because it's not a very good like, "Hey, let's talk about this thing." But if somebody is going to take something off your person, or somebody is going to attack you at night or whatever, you're in a freaking rock.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to do that.
2: You got to break the rock before you can get (laughs) into the gnome, the gooey gnomish center.
1: Mm. So that's good candy. Yeah, catch that in the Tank Media Games merch store. (laughs) What flavor Dome, is it? Gnome candy, dark chocolate. There you go. Dark chocolate flavor.
3: And as always, I'm going to find a dark corner and sleep in that. All right, Grim,
5: anything for you? Uh, not really. Grim, Grim's a pretty simple man, so he doesn't really have like he's got like his, his pack on him, but he just kind of throws out a little blanket, just lays down. Oh, yeah. No
1: coverings, and just kind of falls asleep. Perfect. Mummy style. All right, so let me deal with a couple of you boys over here taking levels and whatnot. In the middle of the night you're meditating uh, uh, Jack I picture that like they're on the you pick one of these statues to sit at the base of and like you're sitting between legs you've got your legs crossed you're sitting you're meditating because you're an elf you don't have to you you don't have to sleep you're meditating and during your meditations as you're reaching out kind of mentally looking for any extra you know beyond the your pl- plane of existence look looking for any messages from the great beyond you you feel a little something. And you can see in the, in the distance, in the black void that surrounds you, in, in a, a, a humanoid figure walking towards you. Oh, um, yeah. This humanoid figure is walking towards you, but as it gets closer, uh, it does. you can see in the distance it does seem to have long hair, but this figure is made of complete, almost solidified darkness. Soli- a solidified darkness silhouette walking towards you in the, in the void. And as it draws near... Um, the this darkness is like consuming not only this creature but it flows from this creature and kind of goes around you and, and envelops your whole body and as it envelops your whole body you see that this creature has gotten close to you it's almost directly in front of you but it's, it's so tall it's huge it, it couldn't be bigger it fills the void that you're occupying as you, as you take it in um, and this figure from behind its back pulls out a shining giant blade a silver blade that it raises into the air. The, the the reflection of no light in this void is blinding off of this blade. Uh, and it takes the blade and it flips it around and grabs the blade and offers you the hilt of it. And it, re- it, you know, this giant stories tall blade comes down and a giant hilt is hit right in front of your face. And this uh, thing offers you this blade and it says... I can offer you more power with which to protect those you love, Jack. Will you accept this gift? I dare say, you've done it before. Can
4: I move and
1: stuff? Uh, you're meditating. You feel locked in place currently. You're. you're it, it's holding you here for the moment for, as it makes its request.
4: All right, well, character-wise, Jack is... He's physically trying to get up and run away from this. Okay. He he's not answering yet. Gotcha. Um, I guess when he realizes he can't, move... You know I, I guess if he realizes he can't move and there's nowhere for him to go, uh, he's just gonna like shake his head. He's not gonna actually say anything. This is, this is too much. He's never experienced anything like this. But, gotcha. Uh, after a minute of shaking his head, he's kind of starting to think about what he said. And he looks up at the blade, a little bit. Like maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Okay. Obviously, this creature is powerful, and uh, he'll say, um, "Let me give me some time. I'll have an answer for you by the end of the day."
1: It leans its head down, and the the hand that was on the like holding the end of the blade that was offered to you. As it leans towards you, you see, without loosening its grip, its hand just slides down the razor-sharp blade towards you in a very uncomfortable manner. As you know, that's not how you use blades, but no blood falls from it or anything. This thing is made of pure darkness. And it gets closer to you and leans its head and it says, I can be patient. You need not decide now, but know that
5: in the ether,
1: if you need me, I'm there. And it backs away and fizzles out of existence. Can I move? You can now move. I run. (laughs) I run away from that
4: spot I was sitting in the physical world. If I'm still in the void, I try and run away in the void as well. Gotcha.
1: As you stand up, you blink your eyes a couple of times, and the light, you know, the room comes back to you. The light is very dim, but you have, you know, uh, dark vision. So the light of the room comes back to you. You're now awake. You're back in the the waking world. As you sprint across the room, luckily there's nothing for you to knock over. As you wake up, you're about to kick Kate right in her face as, she be- as she's laying on the ground. You're able to step over her. And then on the other side of the room, you lean backwards with your hands against the pedestal of a different statue, out of breath.
4: Alright. Um, Jack's just gonna, like, slump up against it and slide down. And, uh... In character, he's just... <sighs> Malora. If you're out there, please. I-, I need some kind of guidance. And then, uh... He- he's just gonna kind of... He's not meditating anymore. He won't, his okay. mind's just blank. He's, he's doing the best he can to sleep. Gotcha. <laughs> the close approximation of elven sleep.
1: Okay. So you slump down and do your elven sleep thing. Gotcha. Well, just as this is happening in Eros' dreams... And I'll make my way around the table. <laughs> um, in Eros' dreams, uh, a similar thing occurs to Eros... Almost as if if rejected by uh, Jack, this darkness moved along to the next person nearby. And this darkness also visits Eros in a dream. Eros is sleeping soundly. Then he wakes up. Wakes up in this void. Uh, but the void disappears and around him is an is a you know a tumultuous battle. There are people on horses, there are magical creatures clashing. And and you notice that you're so small, you're like an ant looking up at this battle. And around you uh, are Arlo and Grimm and Jack all facing away from you as if to protect you from this onslaught of enemies. Grimm is punching tens and twenties of things trying to, you know, make sure they don't get at you. Uh, Jack is holding a shield and his lance trying to make sure that none of these enemies can attack you and, and, and take over the party. Arlo is growing plants and, you know, this this battle is, is, is out of control and, and these your party is giants towering above you. You barely, you you couldn't even reach the top of one of their boots from where you're laying and sitting on the ground. You're so small in this dream. Um, and then darkness begins to swirl and throughout all the fighting, there's these dark tendrils that come through all the enemies and reach around and they begin to and swirl your party. And then these dark tendrils of you know pure blackness come swirling down and they envelop you and grab you. Um. Uh, and they encoil you, they wrap you up, and in this dark void you see the darkness coalesce into the shape of a tiefling before you, but made of pure, solid darkness. It's about your size. You're sitting on the ground at this point with your hands bes- behi- beside, bes- behind you, your butt on the ground, and a tiefling about your size, a little bit larger, but made of pure blackness with no eyes, no mouths, no, fe- no, no features, it's pretty much a silhouette, reaches down towards you and offers you a hand. And it says, I know you feel small, Eros. I once did too. I offer you a gift of power if you would accept it. I can help you help your friends. You need only accept my gift. It is a path to power. To victory. To that which you desire most. To not feel small anymore.
3: And when he says small... I go to like in my mind. It's like if you're small, go to, go to Orlo. <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> all,
1: always a jokester.
3: <laughs> and then after that, I'm like shaking my head. and It's like all right, Think of lovely. Think of something like, Eros would like. Just like and then think of it just like, small field of flowers and it's nice. I can fly.
1: Okay, so you're trying to reject. Yeah. Are you? Do you know what's currently happening? I can, yeah. This guy looks very much like an otherworldly patron who's about to offer you a level in Warlock.
3: <laughs> I assume this is, well, like, in my kind of perspective of Eros, like, this is just a dream. Nothing's, like, this okay. is just like so a as bad you,
1: dream. As you're trying to shake <laughs> as you're trying to shake your head and, you know, pinch yourself, you don't wake up. This creature is still up. standing before you and says, I can help you, Eros. You can be more powerful. Pull your
3: weight. Is there any like, downsides if I go with you. Like... None too bad?
1: Eee. Ooh.
3: Sure, why not? <laughs>
1: Alright, <laughs> like, so yeah. you reach up and clasp hands with this, with this whatever it is, and as you do that, the darkness that envelops him and makes him into this silhouette, you know, extends to you. Your arm is wrapped in blackness, and you're covered in this black, pure, silhouette void... And you can feel power enter you. The power of this otherworldly creature or substance or whatever it is enters your body. And, of course, now you have taken a level in a warlock. Mm-hmm. Is this
2: how it is to get a car loan?
1: Yeah, it's just, it feels really just like that. Okay. It really feels I bad. <laughs> Except it, my wheels, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except my interest rates. It is low. <laughs> Are there any downsides? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think
2: about this a second. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> as he says that, he says, You have needed me, Eros. But when I need you, I'll come calling. And then his hand disappears, and his form disappears, and your dream fizzles away, and you bleak your eyes awake again. And you're in the back in the place where you're sleeping, and you feel instantly more powerful. Mm. So, Eighteen Eldritch Blast shoots from your hand. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That collapse yeah. the key. <laughs> yeah, <You're dead>. So <laughs> I look at my body. Marlo's fine. I look at my body.
3: <laughs> Is nothing's changed? Correct. correct. I assume. And i just like, just like talk to myself. You better not make me regret this. Just like, Ugh. just like, kind of like scared, but like hoping that this won't really regret me. Are you talking to yourself or the yes. patron? Mom, like I'm trying to talk to the patron, but at the same time like I'm hoping that he listens, which is like realistically, he's not gonna listen to me. Okay. <laughs> and then I just look around, see if everything's fine. Have you already
4: physically done your level up on that? Yeah, he mm-hmm.
1: did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so narratively speaking, we've got we got uh John with the level and warlock moving on, you head back to sleep Eros. Um I will say grim and arlo you both have an interesting evening you're not visited by an otherworldly darkness but grim your your dreams this night are uncomfortable you find it very hard to rest you dream of your family you dream of you know any kind of dreams that make you feel as though you've let someone down that make you feel small that make you feel weak you know you dream of enemies piling over you unable to lift them off of you you dream of uh injuries that you're unable to overcome uh and it, you, your sleep though it gives you the qualities of a, of a full rest it is not a restful sleep it is a sleep you wake up somewhat tired from if that makes sense and arlo the same thing is that your dreams are uncomfortable even when the protection of the rock your mind is not protected from the negativity that surrounds somehow this this room is th- throughout your the night you dream of briar you dream of your relationship. You dream of feeling as though you've let him down. Again, you dream that same dream uh, or that vision or whatever it is that you saw of Briar being murdered uh, and, you know, people that you care about dying. Uh, you're letting people down in these dreams. You're exhausted. You, you try, you try, you run and you run and you lift and you, and you do everything that you can and you try to make things grow and they don't grow. And it's just a long, unrestful night of sleep.
2: I need to find a rock with more lead in it the next
1: night. <laughs> <laughs> you just come out, your veins <laughs> are black. <laughs> How do you sleep? I'm fine. Which, I'm fine. Which one of these rocks is made of asbestos? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the following morning, you all wake up, and not one of you rises with a stretch at dawn with a, you know, a, ooh, the birds do not chirp the following morning for anyone but it is morning now. Well, it's it's been a while. You're in the, underneath a cave. Who knows what the light is outside. Mm. Uh, but you're awake now.
4: Well, morning all. As soon as Jack hears somebody else is awake, he's going to spring up and be like, "Yep, we're done with the whole sleeping <laughs> <Yeah>. thing today." <laughs> <clears>
2: throat>
4: morning. Throat> are you Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Yeah, Eros. Oh my God! I'm kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, up, up and at him. Oh my God! Steel boots into the ribs.
3: <laughs> Jack, <laughs> do you always do this to everyone else?
4: No. No why is it me? We've slept in the woods several times. Everyone else is up. You get up now. Grim. <laughs> yeah. Grim is Grim is getting up, like packing his his bags, and he just kind of like looks around, like, "Oh yes, uh, good morning." Good morning to you as well. Jack's kind of like rubbing his eyes, like, yeah. I didn't get much sleep even though I don't do that
1: Kate <laughs> wakes up and walks over to Grim who she knows was the most injured I believe yester- yesterday before they rested and she says Grim, Grim are you feeling better I know you you were up close and personal with that statue a lot yesterday
5: oh yes I'm fine I like look down and I imagine there's still like bruises and stuff all yeah. over me like I'm fantastic not much can keep me down yes. got one lip swollen like a <laughs> grapefruit I'm
3: good
5: I
1: can't see out of this eye I f- I fear what lies below for us. Did anyone else have horrible dreams last night? Oh,
3: I had a terrible dream. Oh my gosh, Kate, it was just terrible. Oh. I I hope mine was just a
4: dream. Same man, same dream. What 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 was you dreaming about? I'd, do I know that it, it did it feel like it came from the cleaver or was it just something like from the great beyond?
1: It just it, it felt like something from the great beyond kinda of, you know
4: didn't I after meeting Gaul yesterday I decided that perhaps it had been too long since I communed with my own goddess. And I decided that I would try and speak with her. And something else answered. I don't I don't know what it was.
2: Well yeah but it it, it was just a dream, though, right? I
4: can only I can only hope so.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: It was, it was just just Jack's like like he's trying to push the goosebumps back in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jack.
3: I, I was trying to talk to my goddess. Goddess he didn't answer, and he was like, well fine. Who is your
4: goddess? Oh, Gaul. Gaul is not a woman. At least not right now. I don't now. think I called.
3: <laughs> oh, did I call him? Goddess is a woman, usually. Oh, it sounded oh, like God. you said my goddess, bad. yes. <laughs> oh, my bad. I didn't mean to. Well my God didn't talk to me, so well it's fine. Yes. Well then mine, again Gaul did talk to me. Mine did not either before so.
4: Grim, Arlo.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And yeah. Are yeah. we the only three that
2: had terrible nightmares or? Oh, uh, you know, I slept I slept okay. Could have been better. But uh Yeah, there was there was some bad dreams in there. Could be that we weren't stuck inside this uh cave in the middle of nowhere, the door locked behind us. Perhaps you slept funny. Is there like a rock under where you were sleeping or something? I well, I was inside the rock, so If there was a rock inside the rock, you know what? I'm going to check. Tomorrow night, this night, I'm going to check. Yeah, yeah.
5: Okay. I'm not going to unpack that. Yes, I also had terrible dreams of personal failures and otherwise, Jack. It was unpleasant, to say the least. Though I feel prepared to handle what comes next, I do
3: not feel my best at the moment. Grim? Go ahead, So no one dreamt about, like, us, well, y'all being big and fighting wars or anything?
5: I think that's just the power of suggestion. It was quite large yesterday.
3: Well, it's, yeah, I no.
5: guess so. Yes,
1: you might no. have just been having a scary dream about Krim being so large. Well, like, everyone was
3: large. Even Arla was large. Hey, now, what'd you say? Exactly! Well, I think it's
4: his personality. No, 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 let's go back a second.
3: You, are you, Arla, you were right, bigger we're, than me!
4: We're getting off track. Can, well, Catherine, Kate... Yes. Is is that your full name? I don't. I don't want to assume.
1: No. Yes, it is.
4: But Kate, uh, with what we've called you this far. Um, you brought it up. Did you have a strange nightmare?
1: Yes, I. I dreamed I. I had horrible dreams about my family. Of course, my blood family is dead, and Torkin, the full heart, sir. The only family I have left and I dreamed they were gone as well and that it was my fault.
5: Do you think it'd have something to do with the creature down there? I was going to say that, but, you
4: know, there's really nothing we can do about that. And we ensured that the four Hearts were good and safe before we left. That's true. Grim, speaking, you said you dreamt of your own shortcomings, but you also mentioned how you were so large yesterday. It, that was impressive. I was sitting atop that statue you toppled. I wasn't expecting that. I saw you rush towards it. I thought, what is he doing? And then I found myself on the ground. It, while terrifying, it was impressive. I'll give you that. And I know I didn't I didn't accomplish much personally in that battle, but well done. I,
5: I appreciate the praise, but unfortunately
4: I must give it to Arlo. It is his
5: magics that allowed me to uh, attain such a size. Arlo didn't stick a pickaxe through
2: its head that is true. As, <laughs> true as far as you know but yeah you, you're you right and I couldn't really cast it upon myself because I would just be regular person size I wasn't going to say anything about it
4: right, right. Arno any compliments I give you would fall short of describing your helpfulness <laughs> are
2: you making another hype joke again
4: not at all I yes <laughs> Eros we may need to work on your tactics but you did well as, as you did good as well <laughs>
3: Jack, I know, I know you saw me just yell at the statue, so,
0: yeah.
4: Yes, but I I understood what you were going for. You were trying to, you were trying to draw it away. I was heading for the door. I think you understood that I was trying to get there and figure out whatever puzzle there was to solve. And your distraction would have helped if it had been distracted, but Grim was rather distracting, being ten foot tall and arrowproof. Well... (laughs) then again
3: it is just a statue a real stone statue so i don't know if it has that much of emotions
1: question Uh, i rarely feel outmatched in combat but this is the first time i've been underground in a god's vault is there a chance that any of you have any extra magical weapons On you. I don't if we if we encounter something horrible down there, I fear that my arrows will not be quite enough to pierce its whatever it has. I got a magic
4: is she asking for literally a weapon with a magic
1: She's asking for anything that can possibly get her up to the level of doing anything that y'all do. I pull out one of the massive sticks of diamond and (laughs) I'm like, I have this. (laughs) I've got eight more
2: Like, well, um,
1: yeah. we got one of these right here. <laughs> She's like, I don't I'm, I, don't want to bring the vault top thing down on top of us just in case.
5: I like shake it at her and I say, I'm going to use one at some point. Prepare yourself.
1: There will come a time when we are not together and not inside a cave. Use it when at least one of those has come true. Um, <laughs> fair enough. No, put I it, put it
4: back in my bag. <laughs> I don't have any like special items. Or maybe mag- items, but... mag-
1: magic that you can cast upon my bow. Yeah, I have a I'm looking for it. Um,
2: For anyone at home my, my phone died. All my stuff was on my other phone. I'm using backup this week. So I have a spell that actually takes a regular non-magical weapon and makes it into a magical weapon. That'd so, be cool. Yeah. So I'm looking for what it is called. I have a magical sword if you I want to use it
3: that. Weapon? It just gives you a plus yeah. one to but something. Don't you need it? It's not that don't so, you use man. that there is a spell. My magic sword. is much stronger than that sword, though. So... I couldn't
1: take your only weapon, Arrows. Well, I can make my own too, though, so... Like, you? Yep. Yeah. Let's see if Arlo can dig inside of his hat. What I have something that I <laughs> might be able to use for... I'm, like, elbow you yeah. down in there.
3: Jack, I feel stronger, so... And I'm doing, like, these fists kind of things. Well, I feel stronger, so I believe I can do a lot more now. I can take it! Impressive. I know. I am very impressive. Not really, but,
4: yeah. I actually took a level up as yeah. well, so.
5: Well, Kate, in all seriousness, you can use Pokesy if you want. It's Pokesy. not magical, but it's probably a lot sharper than your arrows. Do you have that? I
4: have the music rules. code and... Oh, yeah, no, no he's I'm already... To, yeah, I've, he's, I've killed, uh, like, three... That was the first thing that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Krong has improved it. Right. It's not oh, magic, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just chopper. Yeah. Um. We're, at the end of Season
4: 1, Jack took his, uh... Cleaver to be enchanted. And, uh, he had, like, the blood-drinking dagger. He was like, if this can... If you can use any components with this... From this to help it along, um, you're welcome to. And then, uh the when we went back to pick up the cleaver they said that like the dagger went missing but there was like one of the jewels from the dagger was like into the hilt of the cleaver almost like it had eaten it so that was kind of cool but jack doesn't know that so i guess i can't really pass that along i guess maybe people can tell when things are magical i don't know
3: Yeah. well kate I if I like you...
4: give it to
2: him if it shrinks we're good <laughs> The second level so yeah i'll use a second level spell okay um but it only lasts for a howard nope and i can't
1: do it a paladin can do it all right oh so, well so, eros in the absence of in all those magic would would you be willing to let me use your sword if you don't need it
3: yes and i bring out my sword and be like yeah <laughs> okay
1: like, so, yeah just eros it doesn't sound like you had the bad dreams at all as she grabs your sword away from you.
3: I'm like, oh Kate. It was a terrible dream. It was just like dark and it's just like oh my gosh. It's just like too much darkness. It's just like
1: <laughs>
3: that is an interesting explanation, Eros. I know I know I with him. It's just like oh vivid
4: imagery. And this
3: dude was just like talking about just like talking about how I can get strong like, oh my
2: gosh. Wait. What happened now? Why are you this character now? <laughs> <That's what laughs> I don't know. You're...
3: Who did you become? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I can be strong. I feel like I'm stronger
5: now. Just like, yeah. Well, shall we put that to the test? And go through the doors. Well
1: Yes, Eros, you Kate, are I'm, quite excitable this this morning, but I feel you may need to steel yourself against what's ahead. Yeah, I, I like probably. your
2: I, I like your positive outlook on things, though. Um, you hang on to that. We and Arlo's looking down into the cave. We we might need some of that. And now I look at the door and I'm just like, mm, maybe I don't feel that strong
1: now. Okay. If this were a movie, the door, the camera would t- pan to the door. There would be a dark vignette around the screen and we would slowly zoom on the door now. I want to pick up a handful of rocks. Okay. No. You're welcome to do so. You no, throw I got them? some rocks. Okay. Nice. Um,
5: no, but as we step in, because the group, like... Uh, uh, Grim is just walking towards the door and as he's walking towards the door he's going to pick up a bunch of rocks um, and because it's
1: dark down there right it's currently, you haven't opened the door yet but it is, okay. you would expect it to likely be dark.
5: Gr- Grim assumes that it's dark Yeah,
1: so he's picking up these rocks and he's, he's
5: walking towards the door um, when the door opens he wants to cast light on a rock and just chuck it and okay. just keep moving <laughs> alright, flare. alright so Grim you had to open the door yourself Uh, Yeah, I'm just walking that way, just picking up... Not, like, beeline for the door, but, like, that's clearly my objective. So you cross the room.
2: I I am definitely side-by-side, marching on with with Grim, because Arlo wants to be out of this cave. Gotcha. We didn't have great experiences in our first cave.
4: Kate, I think I have something to help you when we get wherever we're going. It only lasts for an hour.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. I don't know how long our travel time will be if i need to toss arrows his sword back i will and as she says that she's got your sword your plus one sword out and she does some pretty impressive like you know you know testing the weight of the sword maneuvers and then she attaches it to her you know belt and slips the sword into the you wow. know what kate doesn't wear a sword on her belt she wears it on her back like a cool action movie video mm. person very wow. cool wow
3: kate try to be just a show-off I guess. you know what actually maybe you could keep it now
4: arrows I know, I know. Settle I know. down.
3: <laughs> I know.
4: I think it's...
2: I think we should probably get going. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> if, He's getting a little cranky. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, we move to the door. Has coffee been discovered in this world? <laughs> we move to the door. All right. The door opens before you. Grim opens the door. Um, and uh, let's see what happens. The double doors open revealing a dark, cavernous room. There are unlit torches mounted on either side of the open doors. The room is extremely large, though, from where you can see. But you can't see very f- deep into it because it is quite large. Dark vision! I have dark vision! So is dim. So dark vision is dim light everywhere? No. Right? There's dim light out to a certain radius? It's- In the darkness as... Um
5: dim, dim light. light dim light is bright light right
4: but it's only to a range of like 60, 60 feet, feet.
5: Okay. most most creatures are 60 feet some characters actually have 120 gotcha yeah,
4: that's improved dark vision
1: so as you look out this room is quite long all you can see before you is more stone floor at 60 feet with your dark vision so, you're going to light the stone? I'm going to take a stone, I'm going to light a stone, and I'm going to throw a stone. All right. So, you put light on the stone, and you yeet the stone in let's front see, of you. Let's see, hang on, Light. Um,
5: bright light for a 20-foot radius, and dim light for an additional 20 feet. So, yeah, I'm not, like, being cautious. I'm just chucking yeah. it as far as I can, just trying to get... Because it's large, so I'm just trying to get a feel right now of how big it is.
1: Gotcha. That's a good idea, Grim. Thank you. As you say that, the stone tink tink bounces across the floor and it illuminates more and more stone floor in front of you until eventually the stone bounces one time. It kind of goes off to the right a little bit. It just barely off to the right. You throw it out forward tink tink like a skipping stone and then after about 4 tinks across the floor it's gone. Well, it, it was a good idea. It drops down and you can't see it anymore. Can I Roll
5: to get close to that spot with a light stone, but not like over it. Sure,
1: <laughs> yeah, right. do that.
5: What am I rolling? Just straight that, twenty, or I'd like
1: call a- that a dex, right? I mean, I know you can throw the rock that far; it's not a question. But you said there's
2: torches on either side of the big yeah. gates we came through. Mm-hmm. Big torches, or torches
1: sconces on the wall. You know. Sconces. All right, yes. could I use druidcraft to light them up? Of course, okay, I'm gonna light them up. All right. I'll, let's let's attack. let I want to see if Grim succeeds first. If yeah. Thirteen. A thirteen. You throw it. Tink 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 tink. It slowly rolls. Barely. Roll perception because it's about to fall off the edge. Uh, uh,
5: where
1: is it? Holy. It rolls <laughs> to <right>. thirty. <laughs> Good <laughs> and, God. Okay, so it rolls right <laughs> to the edge, and you know that you you see it. The rock goes away again, but you know it's not disappearing. You saw the rock tip over the edge mm-hmm. of what looks like, you know, the end of the floor and whoo, drop down.
4: The rock stood up and pointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's fine. a thirty roll right there.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, I just say, "Careful, guys! There's an edge
1: out there." Okay. It's about based on what you can see, the edge is about. Uh, <laughs>
5: How far is it, Grim? I'm doing math. Hang on. <laughs> it's a so About hundred and thirty feet away. It is roughly hundred and thirty feet away in that direction, in a point over. To
4: it. Okay. Is it? I should be able to see this, right? Not, not necessarily that, but yeah, I should be able seeing to see the, the rock room, rolling and disappearing. the room and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's is this late, a forty-foot? Is this sphere. a hallway? Huh? You said it's big, but you said it's
1: long. No, it opens up. Like, on, it opens up on the right. And left cavernous it's a big old room like we can't see the left and right edges you cannot see left or right edges currently based on your uh length of dark vision that you've mentioned
4: so we could be in space with a floor right now for all you could be for all you know
1: Hmm. but there's a wall behind you when you walk in and there is a sconce on either side
4: my recommendation tight grouping
5: and walk together right i can cast light all day
1: Literally, the Same. only thing
5: that will run out are the rocks.
1: And as you have, <laughs> and as you have this conversation, and if you can see Kate's face behind you, should like good comeback. Uh, but Arlo is casting Druidcraft, I believe.
2: Yeah, I was going to cast Druidcraft on the the two behind us. At least that way, because I know we're going to move away from it. But at least then we have a point of reference. All right, talk to me about Druidcraft. It's just a cantrip. I can. It's it's one of those that like everybody's like oh druid craft. It, it doesn't just do any torch. Yeah, instantly light snuff uh, light or snuff out a candle torch or small campfire. But it creates
1: it creates natural fire on a torch. Yep. Okay. Um, so and it does other things too, but that's the just only for one the I torches. Started. Fortunately, you lit these torches because when the torches light, they burn for a moment and then to the left. When, if you were looking at the door, the left torch lights, the right tor- torch lights, and then periodically along the walls, more torches. Hey Sconces light themselves up, revealing dimly the rest of this room. I'll um, take the international treasure up yep. in here. Right? <laughs> the torches light up. You are in a magical storeroom. This room is extremely large. The floor is stone and extends halfway across of this 300 by 300 foot room. Half the room has a floor. As the torches continue lighting to the right side, they reveal a stairwell heading down about 50 feet or 60 feet-ish. To the right. So you're, you, if you were looking out of the door, you look to the right, and there's a stairway on the right door heading down. Um, essentially, what this room is kind of revealing is that you are standing on a, a floor that's on half of the room. On the right side of that, it goes down to. On the other side of this room, there's a lower level. So it's kind of like steps. Okay. So we're on the level, and then on either side is like. Uh, on the right side. On the right side of steps. Yeah. yeah. So you look at you're on the top level of a set of staggering levels. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I'm saying. I, I think so. But we're see on how the many top. You cannot see how many levels from here. Uh, But they ain't going up. And also, you can see directly in front of you, because Mm -hmm. the rock rolled off to the right a little bit, directly in front of you, you can see a wooden contraption that looks as though it could be an elevator of some kind. Because next to it, you see what looks to be a rope that could be attached to a counterweight.
2: Should we light that on fire?
1: Yes. Okay. But it is about 130-ish feet away from you currently. He's joking, Arlo.
5: I'm
2: not joking, Arlo. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... Well, we can see a little bit now, but I don't fully... I don't know if I fully trust this place. I mean, something was up in our brain meets last night. I don't know exactly what's going on. Maybe all these steps might not all be steps, if you know what I mean. So... Could be illusions. Wherever we go, keep your rocks handy.
4: What was it? Perception or survival to check for if this elevator thing could hold us.
1: Um, or investigation? is it just like, can I look at Maybe. it? Maybe. Do an investigation. <laughs> okay. Give me
5: one. Know, did I you second.
1: say what was off to the left? Uh, just it's wall? just the rest of the, the, rest of the, uh, the level you're on. Okay. And no doors or anything? Just No doors, up? it's just, yeah, stone wall with sconces. I in, got
4: a minus one to the investigation. Another
1: modifier. quality of this room as you roll is that the level you are on is completely barren. Huh. You know that you are currently in a place called Muradin's storeroom, someone who is famous for being the god of people who worked hard. You know, there were golden murals of people standing on top mountains of golden items in the foyer. But there is nothing in this room, or in this, on this level at least. What was your role? Nine. Nine. Do you walk to the elevator? Yes. Okay. As you walk to the elevator, you notice Following you... the Path of the Rock. Gotcha. Yep. As you walk to the elevator, it doesn't take a, a brain scientist <laughs> to know. <laughs> this that... ain't
4: rocket surgery, boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does not take much to understand that this elevator looks as brand new as the day it was made.
4: Hmm. It looks secure.
2: Well, um, if I reckon I'm smallest. I could try it out.
5: Do we want to use the elevator, or do we want to go down the stairs?
3: Stairs are the most probably better, safest. I agree. Elevators, you don't know. I'm going on the elevator. So what? We can see over because it's it's just
5: like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's down there? I want to so look if down. Is so the elevator so have, open, like a construction elevator, or is it like closed? It's again? open. Like, okay.
1: It's like, so imagine, you know, wooden I'm structure cool. holding a wooden platform out over a big gap. So there's a, about a 40-foot gap across this whole room. Um, you know, so if you were standing on the edge of the top level mm-hmm. and the other level was not below you, it was just right next to you, there would be a 40-foot gap between you and the next level in order to fit the elevator sure. in between. Does that makes sense? With open air on either side. I think so. So you can, like, go
5: down and stop and then get off and then go down Are you guys
1: following the the construction of this place?
4: So, I'm picturing a staircase, basically. Like, not not like a literal staircase. Like, the levels of this room, like, we're on the top step, then there's one down Mm -hmm. and then there's another one.
1: No, so it goes back the other way. Kate's about to lean that. Lean back, lean across the thing. She says, it looks like this thing goes about four levels down. As she looks directly down to the bottom. So, you're on the top level, second level, third level. Oh, There's okay. an elevator in between. Gotcha. Yep. So, so I've already like a, jumped on the elevator. It's just gotcha. like a pit down yes. with For staggered
4: friends. platforms. Correct. On.
1: Okay. Podcast listeners, you got to watch on YouTube to watch yeah. to see my hands do this. <laughs> if you didn't understand. Good old yeah.
4: hand gestures. I'm sorry. It's Let's like say. the thing where you drop the ball and it hits the pegs and bounce back and forth. It's like that. A plinko. Except we're yep. yep. the ball. Yes. And the platforms are the pegs.
1: Essentially, you My are in life a room goals are achieved. with multiple level. To the layman's terms, you're in a very tall, wide room with an elevator that takes you down to the different levels. Or staircases that could take a staircase that would take you down to each different level in spiral style. You'd go down the right side of level one to level two. Right side of level two takes you to level three. Down to the bottom. I think I'm going to go with the stairs just because I feel like the
3: stairs are a little bit more So, Arlo,
1: as you step on the elevator, there's a lever that you could pull. No one else is on the elevator with you yet. Kate feels trepidatious about the the elevator as well.
5: If you're going down the stairs, Eros, then I'm going to go with you. I'm not going to let you go alone.
3: Well, so, is going down the stairs, is it going, like, is it going darker and darker? The torches,
1: the torches went down the stairs as well. So this, as you look down, you can see that there's this dim light. Continues for all levels until you can see into the bottom. It looks like there could be something below number four.
3: Then I shall use
1: light on a rock. Okay. You also pick up oh. a stone.
3: Oh, well, I didn't know that. I forgot that Grim already had a light. Oh, light like rock 50 too. rocks. Yeah, he's got 50
1: rocks in his oh. hand. And he hands you a rock. I shall grab one. And you cast light on it. You're going <laughs> you to drop it. If we run out of uh, rocks, you've no, got I a flash of books. Uh, <laughs>
3: Because you said that it, the downstairs is just like you see a dim light and then until you until the floor ends and then it's kind of like kind of dark correct
1: it looks like there could be something beyond the lowest level you can see
3: then i'm just gonna hold the rock until i go down level okay
1: light has been cast josh
3: did
2: you say that in character about the books huh did you say that in character about the books no but i'm going to okay yeah um, no, Arlo is, like, jumping up and down in the elevator, like, fortune favors the ball, people! Come on! <laughs> the elevator is, uh, 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 kind of swinging a little bit.
3: And I go, and I whisper to him, this is why I didn't pick
2: the elevator. Well, I'm sure it's fine. Tell you what, I can always get out the elevator, so I'm gonna take it down. We'll make him go. <laughs>
4: Arlo, hang on. And I'm, uh, I'm gonna r- jump on it with him before he
1: descends. Okay. Uh, so there, this, lev- this lever Leverum's elevator has settings <laughs> that are numbered. It's currently in the level one setting.
2: Stop, slow, fast, stupid fast, no. <laughs> Just, free fall.
1: And the, so yeah, there's 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 stop, slow, fast, super fast, and then below that are a pair of scissors that you can use to cut the rope. <laughs> of course not.
2: In case of too slow, there are
1: there are uh, four levels. Okay, to it. One, two, three, four. Right. What do you where do you stop that lever?
2: I'm just I'm stopping at the next level. Okay. Like I'm gotcha. Realizing that I I could get off the elevator if it does have a catastrophic failure, I'm just making sure to let her, the letter lad, the ladder Elevator is okay for you know everything else. Like can we use to get up? Is it working functional? Okay. So okay. I'm going down, next level,
1: park. You can hear down below the creaking. <laughs> Uh, of, your, of your large stone counterweight leaving the ground as you begin to lower yourself.
2: Jack, is this all normal?
4: I've never been on an elevator before. Me neither. You think this thing goes back up?
1: Yeah. It's very... <laughs> didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the elevator jerks. You swing a little bit, but you slam perfectly level. With level two well, of the storeroom. Should we test if it goes up
2: before we disembark? I want to give Jack a look like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> this is just Arlo being just, just Arlo. Well, I mean, is that a no? We're supposed to be going down,
4: right? But what if we need to go back up? It would be a good idea to know if it will go back up before we, or if we need to go to the staircase first. Oh, make
2: a compelling argument. All right, going back up, and I switched a little flip. Okay. switch the flip.
1: <laughs> you pull the lever. The elevator. The elevator begins to move. Um, back up, and the two of you, as the elevator begins to move back up, you hear a voice rattle inside of your rattle around, possibly outside your head, but definitely inside your head.
2: Of course, the elevator works. Um, Jack? Yes? You say something? No. Okay.
4: <laughs> Alright, so... Did you say something out of... No. No, We didn't say nothing. Did you hear something out of...
2: Um...
0: Maybe? Shit. And that is where this week's episode of Dungeon Boys will end. Next time, what will go on in the storeroom? Will they find anything cool? Who is that scary guy talking to them in their heads? guess you'll have to wait till next week to find out in the meantime thank you so much for listening to our show i hope we hope that you enjoy it um if you need to contact us or want to tell us anything that you might want to say about our show good or bad you can email us uh tankmediagames at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at tankmediagames or you can click any of the links inside uh the link tree or description of the podcast to find places to get in contact with us um i hope you enjoy this slightly new format um, of course, we love any kind of feedback that you can give us, but we look forward to you hearing us at least next week. Bye bye. We love you very much.